Hi, listeners. Dawn and I would like to dedicate this episode to anyone out there doing the work of mothering. We'll be sharing stories about our own experiences with our own mothers, but we encourage you to share some love with anyone out there who does the work of mothering. Enjoy the show. You're listening to From Here with Delia and Dawn. Happy Mother's Day, Delia. Happy Mother's Day, Dawn. Oh my gosh. Can you believe it? We've been how what, a year and a half in this yeah, pandemic <laughs> and we're celebrating our second Mother's Day in this pandemic. Yeah, it's wild. Right? Jeez. And you know, so so here's the here's the interesting thing, right? So uh my family actually got together, right? Uh but only people who were vaccinated. So only like immediate family, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a little weird. Oh. Cause it was like I realized that I hadn't seen a bunch of people. Right. In over a year. Like I'd seen them, but then not like in person. Right. 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 Yeah. And, uh, and then it made me really think about, right. Like how it must have felt for our parents in particular, like our mothers to be separated from family for so long. Right. Mm. It was like this moment where I'm like, last night I was like eating because we had our mother's day dinner last night. I was like, I think this is as close as I'm going to feel like, you know, when my mom like came to the U S and was basically like separated from her family for hella long for like years mm-hmm. and years. Mm-hmm. And then to suddenly like be re- re- reunited with them. Mm. Right? And it, and then it just made me think about, gosh, what are the ways in which our mothers, right. Raised us and, all of the ways in which they not only took care of us, but also like sustained our, um, all of the traditions and the cultures and our families and, you know, and also like the stories of survival and stories Mm -hmm. of affirmation. Right. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I had this deep, you know, thought while I was like eating sweet potato, those sweet potato last night at dinner, right? And I thought we could spend this podcast, this this episode, talking about that. Are, are you yeah. cool with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it makes sense. It's like, yeah, yeah. So, so what's something that comes to mind for you? I mean, like in thinking about, I'm thinking about your mom, and then thinking about you know, um, on this Mother's Day, right? Yeah. What, yeah. what is something that's coming up for you? Yeah. Well, I think you know, and I think I've talked about this like a little bit before, you know, but I think my mom was really influential for me just in really affirming and like supporting my own like exploration of like what it means to be Asian American, Mm -hmm. you know, not, not being Chinese or Chinese American, but really being Asian American. Um, And it's like, so it's like hilarious. Like she, my mom just, she just got an iPhone. Mm -hmm. So we have this like, um, you know, the women in my family, like we have this like um iMessage chat now, and she sent this video and she's in the bell choir at her church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to roll it back, you know, my, my I grew up 
in a Lutheran church. Um, so the, the church that my parents go to now is a Lutheran church. Um, it's like the whitest church you could possibly imagine because like everyone in the church is like from Scandinavia, like from, from like from Norway, like from uh-huh. Denmark, like uh-huh. they sponsor people from Denmark. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's in the bell choir. And this is something that she loves, like the music of it. Okay, hold up. I have a really, I feel like it's a dumb question. What's a bell choir? <laughs> oh, so, <laughs> so it's just, so instead of like a choir, like every person holds like a bell in each hand. What? Like for, and each bell is one note. So the way the choir works is like, you know, I play my left hand, like ding, and you play your like right hand, dong. And like, <gasps> that's the way the whole choir that's works. What that, that's what that group is called, a bell, it's choir? bell choir. And like, they have to wear like special gloves and like, so it's like, a, it's like whole thing, but she's like really passionate about it. Right. Wow. So, so she, so there's this video, it's the bell choir. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, gonna, it's, it's, you know, she sent me this video. She wants me to watch it. And so the video opens and it's like very dramatic. It's like the silhouette of the church. And then there's my mom's face. Uh-huh. And she says, you know, our song for this week is called America. You know, you might know the song. Um, you know, it sings of people being welcomed. You know, she talks about like Ellis Island welcoming immigrants from Europe. And then she starts talking about the Chinese immigrants and Angel Island and how they were not welcomed and how they uh-huh. were detained, uh-huh. how they were detained for months, how they were interrogated, how they were separated. Oh my God, I'm so ready <laughs> right now. Yes. And this is, you know, this is like her like little monologue, right? And then like she fades away. And then there's this little silhouette of this man, a white man, reading the poems that are inscribed on the walls in Angel Island. What? And in the background are is the bell choir, like playing like very softly, like the opening notes of America. Dong, dong, dong. <laughs> and he's just reading like the whole, all these like poems about, you know, separation and, you know, why, you know, the injustice of like being, you know, held on, on this island, you know, and being interrogated and, and how it felt, you know, the, the people who were t- detained there, like the only outlet they had was to like etch these poems in the walls. Right. And <laughs> it was, it was just, and <laughs> And it was sort of like the Brady Bunch squares, you know, each member of the bell choir is like playing their songs and this poem is going on in the background. And it was just so like, it sort of like encapsulated like my mom for me, you know, she like has these like things that she's like really passionate about. Like she is involved with her church. She loves music, but you know, this was her idea. You know, she was like, we're playing this song, but like we need to, address like what it's about it's may it's asian american pacific islander heritage month like she wanted to bring oh, all she of this just did this yes yes it was this month wow. they did this yeah and it was like the, the the bell choir performance you know for for the you know on, on sunday i don't know if it was today or if it was last sunday it might have been last sunday um but yeah she was like people like you know people responded so positive positively to this you know just sharing these things and that's sort of like my mom you know it's like maybe it's sort of the unexpected place you know to start integrating you know asian american voices because i don't even know if there's because it makes hella sense to do that (laughs) in your bell choir (laughs) 
Yeah. So that's, that's like my mom for you, you know, like just like to her, it all makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you do this here, you know, in this church, in this setting? Mad props to your mom. (laughs) Let me pick my job (laughs) off the floor. Let me turn on the volume because my head just exploded (laughs) when you shared that story. Okay. So what, like, did you get the story from your mom about like how this came to be? Did she tell you or, or. Well, I mean, it was was just her idea. Like, I think, I think the choir director like picked the song, Yeah, you know, and she was just like, no, we need to like do something more with this, you know? And I think, you know, I think the church, you know, has like. I can imagine your mom was like, hold up. (laughs) I have an idea. Hear me out. Hear me out, y'all. Wow. Yeah. But you know, but it's like so cool because like. I mean, like, it was, like, video edited, and, you know, there's, like, Ken's Burns effect, you know, on, <laughs> on Angel Island pictures, like, but, I mean, she got other people on board, right? It wasn't like she had this idea and she, like, did it. Apparently in, like, the whitest church in her area, too. I am, I don't like... Even, yeah, I don't know that there's other Asian American... There may be... There's a, if there's any other Asian Americans, it's very, 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 very small, which is, like, not representative of, like where my parents live, but just their, their church is like predominantly, predominantly white, you know? So it's like really like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a way it's like also like brilliant, right. In a way, because like freaking brilliant <laughs> and amazing is genius. It's right? like subversive. Right. It's like at the same time, it's like, yeah. I mean, and the fact that your mom, I mean, I don't know, like, but man, I mean, and props to that church too. I mean, like, and props to the people in the bell choir who were like, all right, this lady has some good ideas. Let's run yeah. with it. Yeah, you we're going to read the poems off the walls of Angel Island over the bell choir performance. It was like, it was like and, so. And huge crazy <laughs> thing is like, y'all are in the East Coast. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, the fact that, that they focused on Angel Island instead of Ellis Island as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like such like a, like one of those opportunities for like education. That's like, I mean, I'm sure people like learn something there, you know, it's like, they're just tuning into like church and like, here's like, you know, Asian American history, like 101 for you just coming in. (laughs) I need to get that video from you because I want to play it in my, my Asian American studies class and make my students watch it. And then you're like, (laughs) This is hella random, Dr. Lee. Why are we watching this? What I'm is Because like, this is a great, there's a great story behind this. Right. And then I'm going to have them listen to this podcast. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But she, my, my mom is also just very like practical about it. Like she would, mm-hmm. if you asked her like, well, like, you know, wow, this is like really cool. And she was just like, well, she would, I think she would just be like, well, we were playing America and we can't just like play the song without giving some context and it's you know asian american pacific islander heritage month so of course we integrated this duh <laughs> right yeah like, that's just that's just like how she is like she's just like yeah like <laughs> she is such a role model oh my god i think okay i mean a, you know you know how people say flippantly like yeah every day should be apa heritage month right <laughs> your mom embodies that <laughs> like <laughs> That is freaking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Jeez. Okay. My story's a little different. <laughs> it's okay. I'm kind of like, I think my mom would be mad at me for telling this story following <laughs> the story that you told your mom. She probably, this is one of those things that she'd like hit me like, 
dang, why can't you come up with a good story like your friend Delia? <laughs> That's such a good story. <laughs> oh, damn. I don't know if I should tell my story now, Delia. <laughs> you should tell it. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, okay. Okay, hold up. Before I tell my story, right? Um, I love in the, in the story that you told about your mom, right? So there's a combination of this cultural resilience, right? Your mom's ability to, you know, also have people understand the universal importance, right? Of thinking about these things that I think otherwise would have been just for, there's a taken, a taken for granted this through a lens of whiteness, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of America, right? right. We just play a song because there's it's a song. song. Yeah. And then, and song. And then also to to be like, nope, I mean, this is a perfect place to talk about, you know, these things and to just offer it. And then, I mean, like, I just want to, again, you know, I just want to give and recognize, recognize your mom for that. So <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. All right. Okay. So just some context for my story. I have to give a little bit of context, right? So, you know, listeners, if you uh, listen to uh, our very, I think like our second episode where, or maybe our first one, when Dili and I talked a little bit about ourselves and then the, uh, our reintroduction um, episode, right? Y'all should know that, you know, like I grew up in San Francisco, uh, very like working class, poor in San Francisco, Chinatown, right? And, um, and one thing I didn't, I've, I don't think I've shared is that um, one of one of the things that my mom did, uh, you know, was to scrape together money, borrowed money from people to kind of start her own business, right, during wow. that time. Okay. So she was uh, a seamstress, right, when she first started, you know, here, that, that was one of the things that she could do. And at that time, there were, she, so quite brilliantly recognized that there are all these like women who are doing kind of seems piecemeal seamstress work out of their homes. Uh Right. And then needing to basically everything they sew, they would need to bring it to their employer. Right. Uh So my mom thought, you know what? I'm going to hire all y'all. You're going to work for me. Right. I will handle all of the contracts that come in for you so you can focus on. Mm, I see. And then I'll like make sure you get paid. And then I will pick up all of the things that you finish. Right. And then I will drop them off for you at those sites because, because these women, many of these immigrant women like didn't have cars. Right. Right. They'd like go on the bus or carrying all their, carrying all their stuff. Right. Oh, wow. Or they like, they would like borrow cars. Mm hmm. Right. And this is like, this is in San Francisco, you know, in the late seventies, early eighties, right. Where, I mean, like, this is, this is the time of sweatshops. Mm-hmm. You remember we were protesting sweatshops and called like, this is the time of sweatshops. Right. right? And the sweatshops at that time were out of people's homes, you know? So she thought, you know what, I'm going to, I'm, I, she saw an opportunity and she's like, wanted to make sure that these women had these like e- economic opportunities because she like herself, like realized like, you know, um, that they everyone had limited resources, right? Um, but by her stepping in as someone who could help, you know, them transport these things, they could actually save time, right? And not mm-hmm. have to like worry about transporting, right. you know, it's and more efficient. Resources. Yeah. So I have all these like memories of being in the back of the car, right? And mind <gasps> you, my mom didn't have like a hella big car, 
Okay. <laughs> we had a, are you okay? You ready? Mm-hmm. A four door Dodge Omni. Oh gosh. <laughs> you know, like it like you. So, oh wait, I forgot to tell the best part of it. It was like fire orange <laughs> color. <laughs> and so, you know, one time I asked, like, I asked my parents, I'm like, hey, how did we end up with this color, right? And my dad was like, well, there are only two colors on the lot. There was like this green and then this orange. And we let you pick and you picked the orange. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? Who lets their kid, kid pick a car color? Okay. So I'm like, oh, I'm to blame for the orange, right? So, so, and so the reaction usually when I tell the story, people are like, what the heck is a Dodge Omni? <laughs> right. Do, do you know what a Dodge Omni is? I'm picturing like teeny, like teeny, like mm-hmm. sloping in the back. Right. Like, yes. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. That's so good that you know, because people are like, what's a Dodge Omni? I'm like, okay, the closest thing for, in, just in case any listeners don't know, or maybe if like listeners, you don't want to like get up and Google it right now because you're like being lazy <laughs> or you're lying in bed or something like that. Right. Is it, it kind of looks like, you know, um, I think in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, they drove like this gremlin. Yeah, I don't know. Is that the wrong movie? It might be the wrong movie. I have no idea. Okay, but I liken it to a gremlin. Okay. You know what? That probably wasn't helpful. Listen, you probably just (laughs) Google it. Okay. So anyway, so I have have all these childhood memories, right, of my mom driving to these places. And this was, again, San Francisco in like the early 80s. And most of these women lived in really like in in places in the city where people were like you shouldn't go there is very dangerous mm. right but my mom was like no like this is where these women lived i have to go and you know right and so i was going to places really you know like dangerous quote unquote dangerous parts of the city when i was really young. and and this was also the time before like seatbelts were required. Remember that? <laughs> I was going like, to say like I'm picturing you in the back with like piles of like clothes and stuff. I'm chilling in the back pile. And then my mom, my mom, like she was freaking badass. And a lot of these places, there's no parking. So she would roll up. She'd like <laughs> double, double park, park <laughs> run inside, throw the blinkers on, leave her elementary school age daughter in the back seat. All right. Chilling, you know, with the the bags of clothes that were just sewn by these like, you know, horrible companies, right? And then she was like, I have these memories of her like coming out with these big things of you know clothing, right? Wow. And she just like throw it into the car, and then we basically like jam as much stuff into the car as possible, right? And I'd be sitting in the back seat, you know. <laughs> Because after school, you know, I'd go over to, you know, the sewing shop, right? And I'd just chill and I'd wait and I'd do my homework. I'd wait. I'd hang out until it was like time to roll out mm-hmm. and go pick up pieces, right? Wow. And all these memories, right, of, of that. Like the smell of um, when I go into a fabric store, mm-hmm. it brings me back. Mm-hmm. It brings me back to that time in my life, right? You know, and so I just tell that story because like my mom just – um like she just hustled and she just like made it work and saw opportunities, you know, it's so like my mom, right. For her to do that and just to, you know, be entrepreneurial and put food mm-hmm. on the table and just like, um, 
you know, create opportunities for other women, you know, in the community. And, you know, I remember too, that it wasn't just like, I mean, there were, I remember hearing, right, Toysanese, right, Mm -hmm. Cantonese, right. And then I remember there were also like Mandarin speaking. And then like later on, I also remember there was like Tagalog, right. And then there was like Spanish at some point, right. So she was actually, you know, supporting, you know, these women who none of them spoke English, Mm -hmm. right. And this was their way of working, right? you know. Wow. So last part of it, right. Is that so she eventually earned enough money, right? Saved enough money, earned enough money to rent a place where women could go to sew. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is this this was a shop, right? Where she set it up where there's like in one room, it was like two rows of sewing machines. These are like industrial singer sewing machines, right? Mm-hmm. And then the other room, right? We would cut the fabric and all and you know, everything. And so I have these memories of like these women would come in. And then they would sew and it was like, I'd run around. I mean, like so dangerous, like these industrial sewing machines, I'd run around, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd be hanging out and playing. Right. And my mom would just like, you know, created a space for these women away from their homes to be able to do this work mm-hmm. after she saved up enough money. Wow. And then continued to go pick up, you know, um, garments for the women who couldn't make it in, mm-hmm. you know, so Anyways, wow, that's my mom. Wow, right, always made it happen, right? And um, just really, I mean, her spirit—you know—she still has that spirit and still has that drive. So, wow, that 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 like gives me so much like insight into like where you come, where like you come from, you know, and where you get your you know, strength and like just sort of creative, like driving energy. Like, I think that makes perfect sense. Oh, well, (laughs) yeah. My mom also like, and this is like, I'll tell like a two, just a real quick two minute story. Right. She was so busy that at one point I needed to have some teeth pulled at the dentist. Right. She bit and the dentist was like, Hey, you know, she needs like six teeth pulled. Oh, right. And she was like, do it. (laughs) <laughs> and the dentist's like all six she's like yeah do it right and i'm like right and the dentist like was like okay and yanked six of my teeth i was oh like gosh. so passed out right <laughs> and then later on you know i actually forgot about the story later on in life right and then the story came up and i'm like mom that was cruel why did you have like dentist pull all six teeth at once she's just like I don't have time to keep on going back and forth as a dentist. <laughs> These teeth need to be pulled anyway. So might as well you were there. Just get it done. Is that um, efficiency? No <laughs> messing around. Okay, that's my mom. No messing. Don't waste my time. No messing around. Why make six trips when you can make one? Exactly. She'll be fine. She'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's so fun, like hearing, hearing these kinds of stories and just being able to laugh a little bit and share, um, especially in the context of everything, you know, that's going on, just being able to like share like these sort of warm and like, you know, 
these memories like with each other. So I, I appreciate you sharing. And, you know, I know people won't be listening to this on Mother's Day because it is Mother's Day right now because <laughs> we're recording. Right. Right. But, you know, I think it's time to put in for the plug that, you know, every day should be Mother's every Day. Every damn day needs to be Mother's Day. Yes. Every day. Okay. Yep. Every day needs to be filled with <laughs> our story, our mother's stories of resilience, mm-hmm. of joy of determination, mm-hmm. of creativity, right? right? And just yes. love every yes. day. Yes, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, everyone, uh, for tuning in. Um, if you'd like to interact with us more, you can find us um, on Instagram at From Here Podcast. Um, since it's still May 2021 right now, we're entering into a week two of our <gasps> super exciting yes. book giveaway. Um, oh, my so gosh. You can, week one was so fun. It was so much fun. There's three um, more weeks, people. All right. Yeah. So there's three more opportunities. So head on yeah. over to yeah. our Instagram. Get your act together. It's Learn more fun. about that. Yeah. Um, so this has been super fun and um, as always just so grateful be able to be able to share with you and talk to you and hear your stories as well. Absolutely, Delia. You're like one of my one of the moms that I just love and and care for so much. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you too, Don. Take care. Uh, take care. Bye. Bye.